The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sondra Bernstein. We have uh, an interesting show today, and let me just sort of preface by saying that um, uh, we're joined by Shring Sherpa. She works with me at Sante um, at the Fairmont, and and we've been um, taking our breaks together. We all we all take breaks um, um, as a staff, and it's nice because we not only have people from all over the world, but people who travel, and and we get into some really nice conversations on our break, and um, and Shring shares stories of of um, growing up and the food that she cooks and. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to talk to her and, you know, we have a, a large Sherpa community here in Sonoma. Um, but I think that most people's perception of Sherpa is what they know from mountain climbing or Everest. And so they just picture, um, Sherpa as someone who's carrying all of the stuff up the mountain. Um, but really there's a, um, really rich tradition and, um, Shring actually a whole culture, a, a complete culture. And, and, you know, it's a country that's, that's landlocked. It's sandwiched in between, um, it's uh, China and India, India Bhutan, yeah. and Bhutan. So, um, you know, obviously Asian influence, um, but Indian influence as well. And we, I have a Himalayan restaurant by my house. So I'm, you know, I'll eat tikka masala or samosa um but sometimes i feel like even those restaurants it's like it's like if we said um oh i i'm familiar with mexican food because i've eaten at taco bell <laughs> when really you know when you get down to it when when shring sometimes talks to me about the food she makes i'm like i've never heard of that like <clears throat> how come i don't see that on the menu anywhere um so i thought it'd be fun we'll we'll talk to her learn a little bit about um Nepalese culture, and then we'll we'll tie it to food and and start at the at the beginning. And let me tell you that Shring's a little bit nervous. I think <laughs> as you're not supposed to tell people that. I on think the air. I think it's cute. She um, it is cute. But I think you know it's one She's of the professional. Not only that, but I think one of the general traits of. Um, um, people from Nepal is they're not, not like they're everyone. not like not everyone I'm saying in general um, they're not like people that go around bragging and right, puffing out their chest generally very humble and um, um, gracious people um, so let me start the show with uh, namaste I should just say that um, we were lucky enough to also have Searing work at The Girl and the Fig, and that was really fun. So it's a nice reunion for us. Um, And it's been a while. Haven't seen you. You look gorgeous. Thank you. (laughs) She's. I think she's liking her life at the Fairmont. You know, it's 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 a very corporate um, oriented um, workplace. And so I, I remember when she, um, one of the first weeks, and I was so happy that she came to work because uh, I love working with her, um, but she saw all the German automobiles, you know, that all the corporate people drive and they're all wearing suits. And she was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I think she can this see herself good, in, this, in this world. <laughs> right. Um, but let's start with your name because it's spelled T-S-E-R-I-N-G, right? Yes. But, and how would you pronounce it correctly? It's cheering. Like, cheering. Yes, cheering. Okay. It's cheering. Up. Well, how would you say cheering? Like cheering is C H I R R. Yes, it's um, I don't know when I w- 
it was just spelled that way like when, when i was able to write my name it was just like my name is cheering but it's spelled t-s-e-r-i-n-g which kind of makes like searing yeah. or t-searing something right. like right. that um <laughs> but yeah that's i don't know how it happened yeah because yeah. um sandra it, cheering still yeah. works with you at the girl in the fig right no oh, but no, i still talk to her and her name yeah it was c-h-i-r-r-i-n-g yeah um but is and tell me if this is totally wrong what what we're told is that your name is based on the day of the week that you're born but i don't think that's true in every case um well most of the time um when they name um it's based on the days because my full name is Pema Chiring Sherpa, which uh-huh. means I am born on Saturday. Oh. So, and now it's shortened. When I went to India for, a, I was in India like for the school, elementary school. I was boarding school there. <laughs> and uh, they just uh, said, oh, um, okay. And then my dad was like, yeah, yeah, just like shorten the name and just put Chiring Sherpa. So, and I think in India, they just spell, they doesn't spell like C-H-H-I-R-I-N-G. They just said T-S-E-R-I-N-G. Okay. And it was a Tibetan school. So like all the Tibetan kids who has a name cheering or middle name cheering, it spells as T-S-E-R-I-N-G. Okay. Yeah. And so it's, it's not true that everyone has, not everyone's name is the day of the week, right? Your name means good luck, doesn't it? No, cheering means uh, like a long life. Long life. Like, long oh. life. So che che means like um, like a um, life, and ring means just long. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So the day of the week is Pema means uh, Saturday. Saturday is yes. it PMBA? PMBA. Yes. PA. and and that can be a female or a male. Yes. Yes. It okay. Can. Like any of the day, like so Nima, it's uh, it's been Sunday in um, our language, Sherpa language, and uh, it can be either women or men, yeah. And then, so, um, Pemba is Saturday. Yes. And what is Monday? Dawa. Dawa. See, we have, we have Dawa working <laughs> we have around the time, right? right? <laughs> and then what is Tuesday? Mingma. Mingma, right. Okay, and <laughs> Wednesday? Lakpa. Uh, Lakpa? Lakpa. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That was yeah. wife, wife, right? Uh-huh. It's okay. Wednesday. Thursday? <laughs> Thursday is uh, Furba. Furba, F-U-R-B-A. Oh, I don't so, know any yeah. Thursday people. That's yeah. a bad day to be or, born on. <laughs> I don't know any of those. And then Friday? is Pasang. Pasang. Pasang yes. Okay. Now I'm trying to think really quick if I know any other Sherpas with different names. Yeah. Well, Tenji? Oh yeah, Tenji, and it's very interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's not confusing for you. No, it's not. No, because everyone has a secondary name or just some people? Um, Well, some, um, like uh, when uh, there's a baby born in our culture, there will be a monk uh, coming to the house, do all this like a purification ritual and all this stuff, and then he actually gives a name like let's say he gave me a name Pema Chiring, and um, later my dad, uh, when I go to school, my dad just said like, oh, yeah, that's Lama's name. We'll like, if I have to do any ritual ceremony, my name goes as a Pema Chiring. but officially, like technically, it's Chiring. Okay. Well, so the parents, the parents aren't naming the kids. It's actually the monk that comes and does the cleansing of the house, and then the yes, monk is the he, one that decides. Yeah, and he names the baby. Wow. 
And what kind of like purification? This they're coming like the day. How do they know that the baby? I mean, this is like the mom must be in labor, and then the mom. So, uh, what happened is like after three days, the baby is born. Um, like one of the family member will contact the monk, and he will be like, "Hey, you have like um, we have a baby, so you have the state that you can come in and then cleanse the house and like name the baby." And that's yeah, that's how. He just wow! And do you have out. to pay the monk? Do they get mu- yes. like a tribute or something? Well, it's not like. Um, it's a donation. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's kind of like donation. It's uh, there's no like exact amount. Like you have to give me. You don't this, get this, a this. bill. Yes, you just like hey, yeah. thank you, and then just like offer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. How many? Yes. I have two sister and one brother. And one I have brother. one sister in New York. And okay. Yeah, she's uh, she graduated uh in May, like this May. Last month, high school or college? College. College. Yeah. Wow. And then now she's going to NYU. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then I have one brother and one sister in Nepal. In Nepal. Yes. And is it? Are they younger and not able to leave, or do they like being at home and have no interest in no, moving? No. Um, so when I came to United States, um, my sister was here like a couple year after me, and then I applied f- um, for my mom dad on a green like through a green card and then they came here like uh last year in august and uh, my brother and sister actually have to wait longer because they are over 21 and by the law like over 21 is considered independent here so they have to wait like four or five years to be here wow yeah if they are under 21 they can come like immediately as soon as uh 15 months i guess and do you go back and forth? Do you go home? Yes, I a do. Bit? Yeah. I just went back like a month ago. Okay. Yeah. And my brother-in-law had this beautiful big wedding for two days. Aww. And then we had like eight nights, like dinner, wedding dinner. I was like, yes. <laughs> wait, wait, tell us about that. So the, the wedding is not like a, a one-day thing where they get married and then you have dinner it afterwards. It can be. And- it's, uh, it just depends on how busy. Uh, and also because... Um, well, monk is everywhere in Sherpa culture and Tibetan culture. So what monk does is he kind of picks the date. And uh, he was like, yeah, this is like a lucky day for both bride and groom. Uh, so they can marry, get married on this day. And then he will pick a day and a time. And then the time was like around 6 p.m. where they can actually do like a ring ceremony and like put all those uh, tikka and all this ritual stuff was at 6 p.m. And... Um, my father-in-law, he was like, yeah, it's going to be too rough. Like after a uh, ceremony, we have to do a party. And like, who's going to come to party at 8 p.m.? And uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was like, uh, you know what? We'll just do the ceremony. And then like tomorrow, we'll like do a party and be fresh and like happy right. and host the party nicely. So I was like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm assuming that there's no catering company that is doing the catering. Who's? It, yeah, they does. Yes. It is. Yeah, yes. they, so the family um, doesn't have to do anything. They're no, not involved. No, it was uh, when my sister got married in Sonoma here at the Veteran Memorial uh-huh. Veteran Hall, and then um, it was so hard. Like I was, we were there since like six in the morning. And then we couldn't be like able to get anything ready by the time we had to do actual ceremony because they just like gave us a hall and then we're like there was no decoration. But in Nepal, um, they does all the decoration. I mean, they do it here too, but we have to pay money. <laughs> right. uh, so it kind of comes with a package. 
when um when you do a catering, they will also like just give you the like a party palace, like right. a hall, and they will charge you per plate. Like, did okay, you say party palace? Party palace. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. no, party that sounds palace. cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's what they call in Nepal. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Yeah. I'm so, changing sweet tea to party palace. <laughs> I wonder right. if yes. that will help business. <laughs> and um, they just uh, charges per plate. Um, and then it's a huge wedding. Like there was like six hundred people there. Oh my god! And then wow. when yeah, when I got married, it was nine hundred people. Whoa! It was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> and also because did you know them all? Well, it's um like hundred of them are my friends, and then uh, my um uh, like uncle, aunt, mother, dad, like grandma, parents, like everyone from my mom's side, and then from my dad's side, and then some of their friends. So do they send invitations to everyone yes, or they, they just kind of tell everybody? So, uh, yes, they does. They make, the, make this beautiful card with the bride and groom doing the ceremony together. And then backside, they will have all this venue and all this name, like who's hosting the party. And if you can't find the venue, like whom to call, they have all this beautiful design card. And yeah, that's. Wow. Yep. Wow. So is your husband people. here? Uh, with yeah. you? Yes. 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 Okay. He came here when he was nine years old, and he graduated from uh, South uh, South Lake Tower High School. Mm-hmm. And then later he went to uh, Santa Cruz University. Okay. How do you call it? UCSC. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And where did you two meet? In Village. I was actually in the Village. Yes. So, our my Village. It's. Um, 400 kilometer northeast of Kathmandu, but most okay. like I mostly grew up in Kathmandu. It was um, like when I was 18 months, uh, my mom and dad's like, yeah, just go live with your grandma. You can go to school. And they were like in village doing all the like uh, farming and taking care of the like, how do you call it? Hard, like horticulture or something? Horticulture? Like, raising uh, animals. Uh, oh, um, agriculture? So, yeah, farming and yeah, raising farming, animals, yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then my mom had my sister, and I was a bit <laughs> jealous. So I was hitting her on her head. So um, and also because um, she thought I would, I could have a better education at Kathmandu, and my grandma was like, "Yeah, yeah, just send the grandbaby." <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, so you were pretty much raised by your grandparents. Yes, uh, until um, until I was um, like seven years seven or eight years I was with her and then my dad decided okay I think she needs to go to boarding school I heard that this beautiful Tibetan culture now Tibetan has this beautiful community and they have this good school and they have all the like all the good stuff yeah. and my dad is like always been very like religious like you need to know like where you come from like mm-hmm. when like you just need to know. And then he was like, okay, yeah, I will go. And then my sister and me both went to um, uh, this, uh, it's uh, it's close to Darjeeling. It's, uh, oh, okay. it's a tiny village. It's called Pokribong. It's very beautiful. It's uh, The school is actually on the hill uh, surrounded by uh, tea, tea gardens. So, yeah, people that have had Darjeeling tea, mm-hmm. um, Darjeeling is grown at the foot of the Himalayan mountains, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so how is well, it? Well, yeah. did, were, did they, did they decide who you were going to marry or did no, you? No, it's, um, it depends. I mean, um, if you fell in love and 
if you meet someone fell in love you can just like go to your parents and be like hey uh, so this guy I'm kind of seeing him and and then they will be like okay and then they will check the background and like what kind of person he is and then most <laughs> most likely what happened is my parents always wanted um, my husband to be from my culture uh, because he just thought it will make my life easier later in life right. um, because um, what he told me was he has a couple of friends whose uh, wife and husband are from different culture. And it's just like when you have this big ceremony every year, um, it's just hard. Like, it's just hard to corporate. Like how, because um, for them wearing our clothes, it's like too, you know, like it's hard. Well, th- I mean, that I don't think that's a reason because... Yeah you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. it shouldn't be a reason for two people if they're in love and one person yeah. is from a different culture that, Oh, every year I'm going to have to wear this jacket and I'm going to be hot. That shouldn't be I don't know. a good well, reason. It's, it's changing. Th- uh, uh, right. But I it, think, um, um, it's, it's just hard. I don't know. No, I, I think a lot of cultures are like that. I know yeah. I, especially I think Asian cultures, they yeah. tend to, date and marry within their own yeah. cultures yes. so no it's not surprising i don't think it's bad but yeah. i i just thought and it was I think funny tradition that, you know traditional yeah. and, and ancestors and yeah and all but so yeah that's interesting and did you have fun at your wedding yes i did do you i mean yeah. you remember it you weren't yes. were you nervous or uh yes a little bit uh, uh-huh. it was a huge wedding and mm-hmm. um my mom was in tears. I was Aww. like, oh, no. So we, we does this, um, after the ceremony, we kind of like leave the party palace and go to a the groom's house. <laughs> and, um, and then there we have another ritual going on. And then after that, we start the party. But uh, since... You go back to the party palace? Yes. Okay. Uh, but then since uh, it was a, like a very long distance between my house and the party palace. We actually just like rented another hall where I was taken from my like actual big party palace to the hall, to the hall. Um, and that's how, yeah, that's how it's happened. And then when like, when I actually leave the party palace, my mom has to uh, hold this uh, something liquid in her hand uh, just to like say goodbye and like be good in life, like have a, happy married life and those stuff and then just that moment makes you in tear like Aww. i think everybody cries like my mom was like, and I, was like <laughs> I know like <laughs> so what was what was the wedding feast yeah um like uh, the food food yeah. well it it For was 900 kind of people it's yeah. a lot of does food it was kind of mixed yes they does um we they charge us uh per plate so they like make it uh, enough, like adequate amount to feed all the people. Right. And yeah. does everybody actually get a sit down? Yes. There's yes. so it's big. Yes. It is a palace. So, um, if we say like 900 people, uh, so we kind of like do. If we have send out like 500 invitation card, we have to plan it for like at least 300 more because it's not like RSVP like here. Right. Like um, we know like ahead of the time like how many people are coming and. But there, I, we cannot actually do RSPP. It's kind of insulting. Like, we can't say, oh, don't bring your children. Right. <laughs> don't bring your partner, right. just you. And then, right. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of... Do you yeah. get a lot of crashers, like people, like maybe that weren't invited that just come? Yeah, we do. 
I would like to go over there and be a crasher. (laughs) (laughs) Just to eat all that food. Yeah, Yeah, because they'd be too polite to kick you out. This is before you're telling me what (laughs) you ate. I want to know. Can we, let's start at the beginning because, so when you're growing up, like for us here, we're used to giving people, uh, hopefully they're breastfed, Mm -hmm. um, but if they're not, they're having formula. And then, you know, we have a huge baby food industry here, the, yeah. the little jars of baby food. But yes. what are you eating when you're growing up, when you're a baby into, you know, one year old or something? So um, right now I'm trying to like learn like what kind of like food has what kind of vitamin and how it, it is like helping our body, like all the signs. Because you're stuff. a new mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, it, change, it all changes like after that. Uh, when I had a baby, I was like... Um, yeah, everybody says like that has like too much uh, sugar in it, and I was like checking all those all those things online, and it just like like made me more curious and curious, and now I'm like yes, okay, I've more veggies, <laughs> no sugar. Right. But what sugar. did you eat? Yeah, yeah. When up. I grew up, um, so uh, I was just talking to Brian about that the other day on our stop break. Uh, I didn't know this word like heirloom means heirloom, uh, like yeah, heirloom. Oh, heirloom, and then. Um, but now I think I like back then when my my mom dad they were doing like a farming in village they're actually doing all the organic like heirloom stuff and um, for as long as you can remember yes wow yes because they were just like saving these seeds and planting next year they have whole this like a mm-hmm. so we have a house and underneath it's like you know where it's cooler like kind of like underground. a basement yes we don't have a fridge back then in Nepal because of the electricity and all this stuff. So we actually have this huge, um, we call it go down. I don't know. Like, go down. Oh, I like that. <laughs> go down? Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. In a, like a basement. Yeah. Or basement. in a tunnel. Yes. Yeah. And then um, uh, they just keep all this uh, like uh, potato seeds and um, like go uh, uh, tomatoes and cabbage all this like cauliflower seeds yeah. this this is so bizarre mm-hmm. and fascinating at the same time because yeah. this morning I was reading the news yes. and I ended up on an article about the seed bank in Norway there is a huge concrete with every type of seed yeah. in this wow. thing so that if something happened in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, an apocalypse, and then all of a sudden there's one person left, they can go find <laughs> find this concrete <laughs> thing and have all the seeds. But because of um, our climate right now, it the, um, the snow, I guess, melted, the ice melted, and it went into under the tunnel and then it froze like they're having all these crazy conditions oh, no. none of the seeds got damaged but now they're like oh my god we never thought of this now i don't know i mean it's just bizarre that yeah. i read this this morning the day we're talking well about we had this. we used to have a seed bank in petaluma it, yes, it, it was I the old that. bank but mm-hmm. I, it's not there anymore i don't no, know exactly what happened to it but it would seem to me that the government that would be something the government would probably do is have all of those seeds in some right. bunker in, in nevada somewhere somewhere in right. the states too but right it's, it's fascinating but the the reason for the go down and because well, the coolness of the earth, right? Well, in the electricity, don't you have um, regular um, occurrences where they cut the electricity? Is it a certain amount per day, or is it sometimes? Um, well, it is now because um, it's 
the population in Kathmandu is like just getting growing and growing every day and they cannot just provide that amount of electricity to everybody mm-hmm. with the like with the source like how we produce electricity can it's like a demand and supply thing mm-hmm. and they cannot meet the demand of the people and they just have to cut down like okay this like this hour to this hour there will be no electricity and if you need to do something like just go out at the time and then uh, most of the time all this big company and all this uh, beautiful restaurant like all this business has a generator on right. the go but um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah or solar um, yes, solar yes. Right. is solar becoming more popular yes yeah. yes yes especially in village well yeah because yeah. i mean think if they just cut your power for an hour so you just if you have a refrigerator, you just don't open it. That's going to start happening here uh, you in know, fire the, season. Well, that's funny that my <laughs> my uh, mother-in-law picked up Abby this morning and um, she walks in the door. She doesn't even say hi. She says, so that's PG&E's solution to they're just going to take our whenever there's a, um, a well, red flag days where there's a possible yeah. fire warning. Now they're, I don't blame they're just going to cut our I power. Mean, they don't want to be sued again. That's what I said. I said, well, we basically t- we taught them yeah. <laughs> that, that they're responsible for the fire. So they're right. like, okay, you want us yeah, to be responsible? Be, yeah. How about no electricity? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, they may get sued for people dying because they don't have enough well, it's Air, people on um, people. kidney dialysis right. machines, things right. like that, the yeah. respirators. So you just well, have to have a generator. Areas that they can't turn off. Yeah, you know, my mom used to live in Greenbrae. She lived by Marin General, and it was great whenever they had blackouts. She never lost power because she was on the same grid as the hospital. The girl in the fig used to be that way, too. Uh-huh. Like everybody would be shut down except for us. Right. But I think somehow they changed the grid. I, oh, like was, you didn't, I felt so fortunate at the time. Did you not pay one month? <laughs> no, I think they just really changed. You know, they realized. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we digress. Um, so they they saved their seeds. And when you were young, before mm-hmm. you left, did you did they teach you how to farm? No, I was very young when I left. My, uh, when I went to like Kathmandu. Uh, I was like 18 months or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I was very, very young. And my aunt uh, was actually taking care of me, like with the diaper stuff and all those um, things. Uh, but when I was in village back then, what my mom like told me was uh, she was cooking the barley that we like farm. The and barley. then, yes, and she put a little bit of butter in it and then um, just like uh, swirl it and uh, make like a baby food and feed it to me. Okay, so yeah. that would be breakfast, yes. like kind of... Yeah, it's like an oatmeal, kind of like a baby oatmeal. oatmeal right. Right. I can Barley eat and butter. Yeah. Mm. And do kids, like here all the kids eat, you know, you see it at the restaurants. Yeah. The kids never eat the same thing as the parents. They're always eating chicken nuggets, mm. macaroni and cheese. Is it, like, is it like that where the kids have their own sort of things that they eat? Or are you basically eating whatever your parents make yes. for dinner? You're getting a little bit of that. Yes. Okay, so as a young kid, then you're eating spice. Yeah, as long... Um, until like uh, two years old, we kind of eat that uh, barley oatmeal uh, that our parents make, and then fruits and yogurts and milk and all this stuff. But then after Nuts. a while, they start to feed you a little bit of spicy every day, and then after a while, you just get used to it and you just eat a normal, regular food as your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about yaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yaks. No, because. Uh, I don't think people here, I mean, we know the term yak, but if you told someone here to draw a picture of a yak, it would look, my yak would look like a cross between, (laughs) it would be a hairy cow or like a camel or a goat or I don't know. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yak. It's um. It's a like a male. Yak is a male, and like a bull. Mm, yes, bull. And uh, female is called nak. Nak. How do you yes. do? You know how you spell it? N a k. N a k. Oh, so N-A-K. yak and nak. And y a k is yak. And why? And do they look really different? Yeah. Not really. Like yak, I think has like a little sharpie horn, and I think nak. Not the female. Yeah. Okay. But they're they're long hair. Yes, and then the baby uh, that came from them is called Doom. I think I don't actually remember that, but it's named different. It's not called Yak or Nag. It's named right. different. Yeah. So like a sheep has a lamb. Yeah. Right. Like a Yak right. would have to the yes. baby something different. Yes. And and is it in your village? Did you have Yaks that people? Yeah, my uh, that that was the thing my mom dad was doing like raising Yaks um, when I was uh, very young. Um, and uh, I think they had like for meat or for milk, hundred yaks. Oh my god! Wow! Yes. And, so and then you, they don't have like um, like a bar or just like you know like how they like have a management. They're just walking around. Yeah, they just uh, and the yak doesn't like really go everywhere and never comes back. They actually graze. They go during the day, and then when it's nighttime, my mom has this bell. She kind of like rings it, and then. It, like all the eggs are like, yay, let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, why do they, why are they happy to come home though? If they're out eating, you would think they wouldn't want to come home. I don't know. It just, um, they're just trained. Yeah. They're just trained that way. But is it for meat or for milk or for both? It's for both. For both. Yes. yes. So, um, Nepal, like they are not allowed to eat beef as because it's a by Hindu religion, mm-hmm. like, Hindu does not eat beef, but we do, but we're not allowed to like kill them. Wait a minute. So how, wait a minute. So and if they die <laughs> accidentally. So if you accidentally oh, so hit one with the car. Them. Yes, right. <laughs> if they just kind of push them off the hill, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so that's wow. a religious thing that you're not supposed to kill the cow. But if it if someone hits it with a yeah, car, it's, you it's can. It's by law. It's um. Wow. We can eat it, but uh, as long as they don't know, you know, like. But we're not actually supposed to kill them, and like. So serve, you just yeah. can't butcher your herd. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. But yak but is okay. But you can milk them. Yes. But yak is them. a kind a type of a beef, though, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. So no, you can't. The, the no. yaks would have to accidentally no. die. But then um, back then uh, in a village, it was like, so all these government offices and all this uh, pers- like government personnel, they are centered in Kathmandu. And so they don't really know what's going on in village. And people in village just like, yeah, it's a yak day. <laughs> it's a yak day. Let's <laughs> have a, a party. party. <laughs> and you rent the party the palace party <laughs> well, the yeah there's do, no party palace in uh, no. village um, it's so when you do the wedding in village it's different okay. it's uh it just you just have this uh, beautiful big yard and mm. you just like uh, buy those uh, uh tent and then that's it and people just go and uh sit on the what do you call yard and be like oh this is a little picnic actually right <laughs> that's know, lovely yeah. though yeah, it's different and then it, it actually go for like four days. So the first day, um, what do you call it? I'm confused between bride and groom. So bride is girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so groom comes to bride's house and he stays there and um, they does all this rigid stuff. And then in the morning, he actually leave. And then the par- 
No, he no, he doesn't leave. He actually stay there, have fun with all the families, and uh, almost um, at the evening time, they does another ceremony, and then she go home. And then after three days, uh, it's a thing that she the bride needs to come back because it's called like w- when you walk to groom's house, you know, you have this footstep. Uh, she kind of needs to return that footstep to her oh. mom and dad house. It's called like. Um, like giving back their luck, like good luck. Wow. Yeah. And then they have to come with all this um, liquor that they, we make our own. And, uh, out of like, out of what? Out of uh, millet. Millet. Millet, millet yeah. and, and barley. Rice. Barley, yes. Barley fermented. Like. Yes. And we wow. sometimes, uh, uh, where there's like an apple forming, we kind of make like apple vodka or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now... So you're 18 months and you go to um, you go to your grandparents' house and then your dad decides and you said boarding school you don't really call it boarding school but you he did, they decide to send you to India right yes and do is that common thing so um, what happened was uh, when he decided to send me and my sister to India they were actually in Kathmandu already they all sold all the yaks and stuff and they wanted to start a wait business. why why did they sell everything because they want to move to Kathmandu and. Um, move to the city yeah move to city and like huh. start their own business and what, then was my the, what mom, business did they do my mom was doing restaurant and my dad was trying to um, buy land and sell it for more money later uh-huh. like all like oh, a flip. real estate flip yes so my dad was into that and my mom had a restaurant um, yeah so like a Chinese Indian mixed Okay. And she was, was she the chef. Cook? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Huh. That's that's how I learned. Yeah, how I learned. Yes. So what? I know we're like kind of going all over. It's so fascinating. But oh, I know. There's yeah. there's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you like to cook at home? Um. So normally, um, at my home, I cook like curry a lot. Okay. And um, so it's kind of like different now. Back in Nepal, when I used to cook. Uh, I actually don't use a curry powder. I just use a cumin powder and coriander powder and mix it and then put some like spot, um, uh, what do you call pepper, mm-hmm. the chili powder, uh-huh. chili powder, salt, and mm-hmm. just uh, garlic, Cayenne. ginger, just, just that. Like I don't actually use garam masala or like mm-hmm. a strong curry powder like that. Right. But when I came here, the food actually didn't taste good at all like, because <laughs> it has like a different flavor. I'm like, I was just eating, uh, I was just boiling potato eggs and uh, I just mashed this, uh, made this salsa out of uh, serrano pepper and tomato and cilantro, and I was just eating that for a month. It was wow. like, doesn't taste good. Even the like Himalayan or Nepalese food, the restaurants yeah, that different. you went to, it didn't it's taste different. good to you. Because I think uh, they're trying to make it... Uh, Americanized. Yes. Like, you know, like peop- some people doesn't like spicy. Like right. it, it's, uh, yeah. So when you go to restaurant, it's... Uh, I would say the flavor has gone milder. Like there is no huh. spice in it. I've noticed that then when, when I'll put hot saucer on something at lunch, you, <laughs> you, it's like I know. <laughs> and it's like to the point where it's kind of concerning, like, oh my God, like she's going to, she's going to explode <laughs> from that, but she doesn't. So you, that comes from just yeah. as from when you were a kid eating spicy food, you're just yeah. sort of Used immune to, to the heat. Yeah. Wow. And at the first cuisine that I liked when I came here was, uh, uh, what do you call it? Mexican cuisine? Mexican? Yeah, yeah, Mexican food. 
They were taste because a the lot spicy. like my food back in Nepal. Wow, that's wow, interesting. That's fascinating. So the Mexican food here tasted more like your food in Nepal yes. than the yes. Himalayan or Nepalese food yes. that was being served here. Wow. Hmm. And so then you, you're just cooking your own food for a while. Yes. Well, well, uh, when I was in boarding school, we have this one day, it's called cooking club. And then um, they just like gives us recipe and then we cook it and then the teacher kind of tastes it and like whoever has this flavor, like a good flavor, nice food, they, they will be rewarded with something. Like what? Like, um, I don't know, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money you, or like win a all nice the time? I no, actually not. <laughs> so that's that's how I started learning um, how to make that nice potato salad, Darjeeling style. Okay, tell us about so that. So what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, potato. You boil the potato, and then you actually um, put. So you boil the potato. You cut them and leave it on the side and then you kind of uh, put the pan and put a cumin seed and kalanji which is like a black cumin that's it's called kalanji in india but it's called black cumin here okay. and i found it in the grocery store at ronald park indian grocery store oh. and i was like yes i can take that and then <laughs> not yeah. at oliver's though <laughs> oliver's no don't start don't start <laughs> and then right. um yeah you just put some uh, ginger and garlic paste and uh, onion, some onion, and then just like roll, roll, roll until it gets like sauteed, like little brownish. And in, then, in, a, in a hot pot? Yes, in a hot yeah, pot. So you and cook then, all this together? Yes, and then you uh, pour a tomato paste that you grind, the fresh tomato paste uh, into that, and you just put some coriander, and then you mix mixed uh, um, potato in there. And it's roll it, and that's it. And is and it some chunky? people like some people like it with curd, like more creamier. And okay. yeah. so it depends, like how if you want creamy or if you want more spicy and more like hot. But are the potatoes still chunky? They're not mashed. No, they're not. Okay, so it's like chunks yeah. of potato. Yes, and you serve it warm. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we just, uh, I think they call it here pita bread. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it at home? Roti. Roti, yeah. yeah. It's an Indian thing. So mm -hmm. I just you just mix like a yeast, uh, some salt, and olive oil. We don't have olive oil there. We use soybean oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, and then we just like make a dough and then like make it like a pita bread and make a nice bread and you just dip the bread and mm. eat it. Because eating with your hands is very popular, right? Yes. I mean, that's culturally mm -hmm. that's yeah. basically what people do. Yep. You don't you're not ever like like at your wedding when people sat down was there. Silverware? No, uh, or yes. Okay. Because it was uh, more like a more Kathmandu formal. is more um, into a Western culture now, mm -hmm. I guess. Right. Like, um, they use spoons, forks. Mostly they use spoons. Like here we eat with forks, like everything with mm -hmm. forks, but yeah. they use spoon back then. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, we went to a restaurant in Belgium that only used bowls and spoons. Oh. No, no forks. Well, the spoon is the perfect tool. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. The Does only you... thing that fork is used is for noodles. Okay. To twirl. Thing. Oh, yeah. That's a little hard to pick up noodles. Are noodles a staple in Nepalese cooking? Um, like, like, is it like it... Um, do people eat noodles like every day or? Yes, almost. So, okay. like, Rice you know noodles? how Nepal is like a landlocked country between... India, Bhutan, and mm -hmm. like you know, all this. So I think China and 
uh, Bhutan is like highly influenced with the Buddhism and Buddhist religion, and India has a Hindu and all this cuisine comes to Nepal and they are kind of mixed. So like dumpling and we call it momo. It came. Yeah. It kind of came from Tibet and like Bhutan, mm. and then um, all this curry tikka masala. They ca- they came from India, India. and uh, yeah. So that's our kind of traditional food in Nepal. Right. Um, I, and I've heard that it's it's not uncommon to see guys walking down the street holding hands. Yeah, it's not. Right. It's, um, we're like. Um, I don't know how to say it <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think Nepal is not like open like to, um, you know, transgender people or right. like um, gay, lesbian. And lesbian. Right. They're still like not actually accepting them. I don't know. Um, and do you think that's because of the religion or that's just because? It just, I think it just hasn't got to that like modern um, what do you call open level yes open level right so and also because people doesn't want them to be found like you know they're transgender or they're there are few people started to came out like an actor and actress and now like a normal people are like oh yeah I have likes okay um, I can I think I can like come out too it's right it's different now but for the guys it's it's if a if a man let's say um, two eighteen year olds a girl and a guy were walking down the street holding hands they might get some stares from people right like yes. looking like oh what That's are good. you doing but if it's two guys eighteen years old walking down the street yeah. it's sort of accepted as just friendship yeah, just and friendship. Yes. and what about two girls yeah friendship yes yeah, just yeah. friendship yes isn't that weird yeah. not really well that I mean it seem weird to me but yeah, <clears throat> yeah and it, no not really public displays of affection like you're not going to see a guy and a girl like making out in no. the street like no. it's not no. not really yes. supposed to be how did we get to sex from from all this no i thought this was interesting i just learned <laughs> this. I, just, I just learned this that i thought it was interesting because you know you you travel too and you see in european culture that you know guys are are generally a lot more friendly and touchy with each other than they are here and, right. and i think it's you know it's homophobia and all that stuff that little boys get raised with here where it's right. oh you know we don't we don't walk around holding hands but european culture and, it's, and because it's more family yeah, oriented that it's just completely and acceptable and, yeah, and it's strange time. that it's that for mm-hmm. some reason here it's looked at in such a different way yeah yep. so what is in what is in a typical um himalayan or like what would be in your pantry cumin and coriander uh, like cumin, all the spices yes tomato paste um ginger garlic all the time in almost mm-hmm. every food and um i think we have this uh himalayan pepper it's called timur it has like a vibrating it gives you a vibrating feeling when you wow. eat it wow yeah Wait, no, no, like that's... A clo- like clove yes clove but it, like much stronger, like oh. I think ten times stronger than. Club. Mm-hmm. And then you put that in a chutney, like a, like let's say like a tomato salsa or something. You put that put that in there, and then it just tastes different. And what do you mean by vibrating? Like actually, when you eat that, it's like a tiny black pepper. It uh-huh. Looks like a black pepper, and when you eat it, and after that, like you know, aftertaste, your Make sure whole like mouth kind gets of like numb, numb gives, and then yeah. tingly. Yes. Wow. Did you never yeah. notice doing that with the clove? I don't think like I've eaten it that strong food. before. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. And it's called timur. It's uh, mostly uh, like it kind of grows in a cold weather, mm-hmm. and it comes from like a Himalayan region. Huh. 
And then do do you eat a lot of chicken? Uh yes. Fish? Yes. Fish uh not so, not much. so much. Yeah. Chicken uh lamb. We actually goat. eat bison. Bison. Yeah. Mm. That's the that's that kind of replaced the beef here. Like mm-hmm. you know, like how beef uh. is so popular that in Nepal bison you can actually mm-hmm. like butcher bison and sell and it. Buffalo. And, yeah, buffalo. Yeah. There's really good um grass fed buffalo meat at Whole Foods. Or there used to be. Yeah. I like buff, 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 buffalo meat is leaner. Leaner. Okay, so not yeah. as much fat, little. Right. But I think it's a little tougher than beef. Like when yeah. you chew it, right. it's like mm-hmm. very chewy. So you cook it yeah, for a longer a time, steak. lower yeah. temperature, it's mm-hmm. a kind of stew, stew type. And then uh, lamb is, I think, replaced with goat in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Like a goat is really popular, mutton, mm-hmm. they call it. And, um, and cheese, Does do you have a kind of cheese that you make yes, from the like yak, yak milk? Cheese, yes. Yak cheese, yes. My and brother-in-law, he, uh, like, after wedding, he went to, like, a, um, what do you call it, VDC, it's a village development committee or something. Mm-hmm. He We have to go there and register our we- wedding, like, she's from here, I'm from here, and, like, uh, I want to register my wedding. And he went to do that in village, and then he actually brought a nice... Uh, big yak cheese for me mm. like, oh that's cool <laughs> and, and was yeah. it aged or was it fresh um i just don't know how they make it i okay because uh, is it like soft or hard hard, hard. it kind of looks like a cheddar okay yeah. so it's aged yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and um i have seen my mom making cheese like a cottage cheese oh. um so she kind of mm-hmm. boiled the and milk like and then uh, put like some uh, citrus in there and then let it sit and then it kind of like you know separates yeah separates and then <clears> you <throat> just like put it in a towel and smash mm-hmm. it and then leave it for like a while and it just not turns into a nice crumbly mm-hmm. cheese hmm. kind of like sweeter but again like gives you a like bitter t- taste here mm-hmm. somewhere right. when you eat it mm-hmm. yeah and then we mix that with the um, chili it's called dalle corsani in Nepali and we mix that with chili and uh, we make soup out of it, like mm. make a, I don't know, salsa out of it, something like that. Well, that's a good story to tell when you're doing cheese at the restaurant. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I sold the first cheese plate yesterday Yay, and I was so excited. Yeah. She was studying up on cheeses because that's part of her job is yeah. to you know we have the cheese well, cart the that cheese goes cart. around and so mm-hmm. last night on <laughs> so one of my nice. tables it was her first <laughs> nice. opportunity to go it's fun to the cheese with Brian isn't it <laughs> yes. yeah well, no I was like this girl was um hey uh, <laughs> this girl no I think Casey was like yeah, it's a 16-year-old girl. You can do it. And then I well, went there, and mom started to ask me all, like, different... Oh, Krauger Kremori? Like, that's from Padluma. I think that's, like, where I'm from. I'm like, okay, I think it's getting intense. <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, so I'm learning cheese, too. But if you need a more detail, I can bring you a cheese binder and, like, explain it to you. And then she wanted to know where that uh, triple milk cheese came from, the the one that we have, like, mm-hmm. new one. The It's called Lacour or Latour or something like that. Latour, yeah. And then... I I told her it's from Paluma and I was like, that's from Paluma? And it's like, let me just go check. And then I like surrounded the rest and I was like, where's the binder? <laughs> just give me the binder. And then I found this um, cute little box and it's actually from Italy. 
Okay. And I was oh. like, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, I should, <laughs> yeah, I'm learning too. So sorry, I didn't grow up with all this cheeses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, but and, but you're gonna do your first. We do cheese um, out in the lobby at 4:30 to 5:30 with complimentary wine. A winery you comes do? in, and then, and then we yes. then we sell cheese plates. So I think you're gonna have to do that uh, on Sunday. On Sunday will oh. be your first day. So she's gonna be in front of. So like with know, the cart, yeah, with the, the cart, cart out there. Oh, she's gonna have lovely. a lot of people in front I'm of her, gonna, which. Um, Oh, I may have to just come sometime on a Sunday. Yeah. Stop it's in. You might, you might see Saul. Yeah, it has like <laughs> a three different kind of blues and like a hard cow, soft oh, cow, brie, mm -hmm. and then goat cheese and then sheep. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The, I can kind of like explain the taste, but it's just hard for me to explain their names. It's just so like different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it can be a little overwhelming with our yeah. cheeses. Yeah. yeah. How, how did Sonoma become get such a large Sherpa community yeah. like I think um, it's just like how the you know like how we grew up in a village like has the same weather like same uh, environment like a spread house mm -hmm. not like a concrete building or something like that right. that's probably how they just like okay, and the this farming is and the agriculture yes. and yes. so it's sort of similar yeah where else do you think but where who, else but nobody's farming um, I think, um, uh, I would say like our village and Sonoma, Sonoma is like a developed stage of our village, like hmm. with all the, like this facility, like road, electricity, houses, like, you know, all this stuff. It just feels like home. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, how there was this, um, the other day, um, there was this guy and he was like, Oh, like where are you from? What your what is your like ethnicity? If that's not too rude to ask, I was like, no, no, that's fine. I get that all the time. <laughs> so he's like, are you from Cambodia? And he's actually the sixth person who said that I look like someone from Cambodia. And I was like, no, actually from Nepal. And then he started like we had a nice conversation. He was like, yeah, I've seen like this group. I knew. Or, you know, he came to know that we, there's like a big Sherpa family in Sonoma. He was like, yeah, what brings you here? And then I was like, I think it's just the environment, nice, beautiful, like beautiful people like you. I don't know. <laughs> and he's just like, yes, that's good. We need you guys. <laughs> but, but when you're, so when you're at boarding school, uh -huh. you were there until what age? Until uh, for five years. So it would be like um, 14. Was it boys and girls or all Thir girls? Like 13. No, it's uh, boys and girls. Boys and yeah. girls. It's a week. I don't know. It's called boarding school, but we call it hostel. Like, mm -hmm. uh, right. And then they have this uh, like a boys room and then girls room. And then there's a senior girl, senior boys. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then it's uh, really beautiful. It's like most of the time it's foggy and cold. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think like for a couple months, uh, it's warm. Well, yep. But the plan was, was it? In your mind, was your plan always to come to the United States? No, it just happened since, okay. yeah. My, I got married to him and there is no way that we're going to just, I will stay in Nepal and you stay there and we're married. So he was like, do you want to go to the United States and like further your study or, you know, and then I was like, yeah, we can do that and came here. I did try to apply for a school, but it's so different um, and also... It just, I think it just made me nervous. I was like, yeah, like if teacher asked me something, I think I'm going to just like sweat and <laughs> sit there and be like, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I did um, 
took some online classes, uh, but yeah, I never went to college. Mm-hmm. And now all this food stuff that I'm learning online is kind of making me curious and making me feel bad that I didn't go to school. <laughs> oh, it's never too late to yeah. go to school. Yes. You know, but it's uh, online. Online schools are good too. Like yeah. they just teaches you a lot of stuff yeah. for free. Right. Right. YouTube. I also. yeah. I I did learn <laughs> cooking a lot of uh, ramen noodles and like make a momo in Tibetan style and Indian style. All of those I learned from YouTube. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I mean, people really can learn just about everything oh it's great when we were remodeling our house anything that i didn't know how to do yeah, i would just pull just it up go. on youtube and hey then just, siri what does youtube have for a electricity <laughs> stop video? you're gonna get my phone <laughs> my going phone too. Ooh, sorry, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um it it's so fascinating so do you know everyone in the sherpa community in okay. sonoma yes we do so it's a yes. very tight-knit yes. community it's a uh, it's I would say like there's uh, if you count by head I would say like 150 and um, like a 50 families. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's getting bigger. And who owns businesses here? So La Casa is owned by four Sherpa men. Which is a Mexican restaurant, Mexican right? Mexican restaurant. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nima owns uh, Sonoma Grill and uh, Taste of there's Taste of Himalay and then. Uh, cheering and some three other guy has uh, this restaurant in Nep- uh, Nepali restaurant in Napa and one in Santilina. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I know. And, and I thought it was strange that when I started at the Fairmont that I was used to working with Sherpa people, especially at the girl and the fig. Right. And then when I got to the Fairmont, I was like, <laughs> no where one. did everybody go? <laughs> but also it, I think it's just because, um, there's like too much online, you know, taste like, like a test you need to take like okay your, what so do you call it? personality something right else. so when you get when you the application process at the fairmont it you know oh it's it's a process and it yep. sometimes can take months and and you're taking online tests they want to gauge um you know your ability for different things and sometimes i even think they they want to test because one of the things they told me is oh take this test and it was i thought it would take like 10 minutes 15 minutes 45 minutes in what I'm kind like of stuff are they asking? you know it was a a lot of stuff about even even just applying to be a server they they would have a picture of an invoice and it would say do you like notice what's wrong with this or what do you and the, you know and you're noticing oh the the price is not correct or it's it's a sort of weird like uh, <laughs> and it it's sounds it, it, bizarre sometimes we think it hinders us in the process of getting staff which is you know as you know is difficult it's right now easy. and then to make people go through that whole process sometimes we lose them along the way but we've we saw just recently that we hired someone that we tried to get going really fast like let's just get them in because yeah. we really needed someone and they lasted a couple of weeks and they're gone so i there's probably something well, to it and yeah i mean our construction here is um you know we built basically a training room you know, and we're onboarding staff a little bit differently than we used to. And I just think it's, you know, as things change, rules change, and, um, you know, it's kind of what happens. But I yeah. could see that it could be intimidating. And I would think that, you know, for as many Sherpas that we've had mm-hmm. in the restaurant, it's all referral. I mean, it's all people bringing people in. Yes. And I feel like we, and I don't want this to sound 
wrong or politically incorrect or whatever, but I feel like we have our restaurant culture Mm -hmm. and we have our Sherpa culture within our restaurant culture and they, it, there, it works out very nicely, I think, but it's, I mean, it's, I think it's very specific. I think it's more specific than a front of the house Hispanic community. Right. I think the Sherpa community is so much tighter. You can really feel, you know, unity and family. Yeah. Which, which is nice. Well, and in those Sherpa owned businesses, is it, is the majority of the employees Sherpa as well? Yes. And And, um, Sonoma Grill, yes. I think there's like, like, bartender is from here like few other servers and then like a lot of people are and like, la casa too la casa um i know i've just been here once and uh, that's all i've been there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh it like the four owner he kind of like runs the restaurant like mm-hmm. uh, serve and do all the stuff and then i think like uh, assistant servers mm-hmm. some spanish and sherpa and some people okay yeah. no, i was just wondering if it was like a high majority i'm thinking of how does that look right. to the city like wait a minute it's fair fair hiring practices but um you know not everyone wants to work at uh at a uh, at every job so right yeah i was just making this joke with my friend at sante the other night he was like um oh yeah we need more sherpas here and, and all the stuff and i was like yeah we don't get we don't give sickle until we ended up in er so yes we need more sherpas. yeah we we have a some yes there's a lot of sick calls that go out and but you know this would happen in um in hawaii when i worked in hawaii they always loved hiring you know they liked hiring the howleys they call this the white people because like <laughs> Like if this, if there were big surf was coming in and there was big waves, sometimes you'd have three guys that you worked with that they'd call in sick. They weren't sick. They just went surfing <laughs> right? and they would call in sick and they'd go surf. And some, sometimes what was really funny is the waves would be breaking out in front of the hotel. You'd see the guy that <laughs> called in sick. <laughs> well, like, wow, I, he caught a big one. That <laughs> happens to me every once in a while. I, um, you know, I'll see a sick, um, somebody will you know, send a work chat, you know, through our system when I work and they'll be like, Oh, I'm sick. Can somebody work for me? And then all of a sudden on Instagram, you know, right. they're, they're at wineries and they're at restaurants. And they're at the beach. Yeah. They haven't quite figured that out. I, yeah. I remember I busting a couple of yeah. uh, staff members on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we, I think there should be something like a, it's it's not a sick day but it's a day like people who should be able to say hey i need a personal day where right. you don't actually have to fib and you can just say just i need honest. a personal yeah. day yeah right. because then you know if you do need a personal day and you need to go hiking mm-hmm. it's okay if yeah. you take a picture of this beautiful view and not feel like you get in trouble yeah and a paid day but my problem is that i have a certain amount of sick days where i get paid i call in sick but right. i still get paid but i don't use them and then i don't think they roll over um so uh, so i no. almost yeah you got it yeah everybody i mean you, you almost feel to, like you have to call too. in sick sometimes to use up your sick days which just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense maybe we'll change that language well, I guess that's an interesting thing. Like, why do you get the benefit of getting paid on the sick pay if you're healthy all the time? Right. Shouldn't you get that bonus? That, and that's what I've said. I said, sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm being punished for being healthy because I'm showing up to work. <laughs> We're understaffed yeah. because other people mm-hmm. are calling out. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem quite fair. But Interesting. Um, yeah. 
I think I had my first call out. No, I didn't even call out sick last week. I was sick, but it was, you know what happens? I always get sick on my days off. It's like my body I, knows. Exactly. That's, like, I get sick when I go on vacation, like yeah. the first few days I, or within, like, I'm like, really? Seriously? I couldn't be <laughs> sick when I was home. Well, I get sick here too. Yeah. No, your body just knows it's time to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I'm just like, yeah, I want to hear more recipe. I want to hear like, what's your favorite? Was that your favorite thing that you like to cook the potatoes? Um, so right now I'm looking into this ramen recipe online. Uh-huh. And then, um, so right now it's not like really a soupy season. It's hot. So I try to cook ramen in like a chow mein style, like uh-huh. fry it. Mm-hmm. So I just boil the ramen and then cut like different types of vegetables like green squash broccoli carrots Mm. and like a green onion and like there's like i don't think there's anything like like too many vegetables i just i just like oh that's okay just let's just go in there and then um open the fridge yes and uh, i always put kind of a little bit of garlic and ginger paste in my food all the time Mm -hmm. then i kind of saute it with butter and then throw the ramen noodle just boiled into there and then put that ramen spice and just make a chow mein out of it Mm. because where would you eat if you and your husband said okay let's let's go out to eat tonight just you and i we're gonna have a date like where would you choose to go he kind of likes american food like burgers steak kind of stuff but i like um chinese food or thai Mm. food kind of Mm -hmm. just like i think it's feels more like home when I eat Chinese or right. Thai food. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But would you guys ever go to like a McDonald's or one of the fast food places? He does. Or? I don't. So he likes that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> okay. So he's grasped on to the culture a little bit more here. Yeah. Like someday when I don't have time to cook, like I cook dinner every night and someday when I don't have time to cook, he'll be like, yeah, it's okay. I'll get burrito or like McDonald's. I was like, no, <laughs> eat fruit. There's like fruit lying on the table there. Okay. <laughs> Cause did your do you think that your family was better off or well off or had more money than because it sounds like like yeah. they're sending you to the grandparents they send you to the like the the school or whatever did it seem like they had more money than and the fact that they decided to move to Kathmandu mm-hmm. and your mom's going to open a restaurant your dad is flipping properties like it seems like they had where did their finance? so what happened was uh, my dad and mom had a farmland and. Uh, so we don't actually have a house. We just, uh, you know, like when it's a summertime, when there is no more grass left, you just like go somewhere else and then uh, start, like, how do you say that? Um, when you just like, you know, cultivate and. But what, what do you mean? What do you. Like a nomad group. Nomadic, like a, right. Nomadic, yes. Uh, you just um, do that and then uh, like wherever the animal can actually, you know, have space and. Uh, water and all this stuff and uh, farming is we don't actually do like a crazy serious farming it's just uh, uh, let's just say I'm growing a mustard green or like just a green garlic or green onions or like you know like a some not something that will make them stay there for a longer time oh so so So. you're not planning in the same place every season. No. It's always in a different place yes. because you're sort of following the animals around. Yes. And then the main income is from animal. Um, the food is just, it's not for selling. It's just uh, for us to consume. 
And uh, my dad and mom, I think they had like almost 100 or something yak and they sold it. And then when they came to Kathmandu, they had a huge like bank account with them. Mm-hmm. And then my dad um, uh, tried to start this. Uh, and then I think he did once like started this land and then he didn't really like it. And then he started doing a bus business. He he bought he bought this bus for like five hundred five thousand dollars here, which is like five lakh rupees in Nepal, and then he started doing all this uh, route and like let's just say like yeah tours and stuff yeah for visitors for visitors yes okay. Um, I was, like not just visitor. Like let's just say there's a people who are in Sonoma that wants to go to Napa for work. Okay, he will just like so a bus route and, yeah, transport them, and then uh, did he charge? So he would charge people yes. to get on the bus. Yes. Yeah, that's how he would make money. Yeah, and then they have this uh, system that you cannot like a uh, certain year of the time you cannot uh, run that business. You have to give like a turn to another person. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? What do you mean? So let's just say um, we they call it queue in Nepal. So if my dad is uh, doing a bus business for six months, he cannot do it for two months. He have to like rest and let other people in, and then after two months, he have to buy this chit from a government, and then he can run that business again. So like every after six months, he has to kind of renew the chit service. Yeah, something right. like that. It's Why do you think I they don't do quite that? I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that business either. And I was in. Uh, Is that with every business, uh, or just the bus just business? Just the bus business. Just the bus. It's called, oh, yeah. maybe because they people are driving so much that oh. they get tired. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's, it has something to do with law. Right. So, and then when he's off, he would help my mom at the restaurant. Right. Yep. And what are the, the tourists that are coming? Obviously, a lot of people are going to, to go to Everest or, and K2. Mm-hmm. Um, but people that are, is it mostly like younger people, backpack kind of people that come and visit Nepal? That um, uh, yes. Or do you did you even have tourists? Do you remember growing up seeing people well, from... Um, well, so my, uh, my mom's restaurant is not really into the, in the tourist area. Mm-hmm. So we like... It's very rare that we get tourists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my aunt, she is uh, she kind of lives uh, around the stupa, which is called Bodhanath Stupa. It's a very popular tourist place. So she gets tourists a lot, and I've helped her sometime when she's sick and that stuff. Um, yeah, it's a young, uh, I would say like a middle-aged person mostly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're, and like mo- it's not that they are just there for Everest. They, you know, just You'll like trek and area. adventures. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever climb? No. No. <laughs> not I've even... actually not been beyond my village. Okay. And my village used to be when there was no airway service, like mm-hmm. directly to Lukla. My village used to be a starting point for Everest trekking, okay. like a base camp trekking. Oh wow! Wow. So yeah, and then we used to have a lot of business because they have to like start from start there anyway there. and then now they have this direct airway service to Lukla which is like little uh, close to base camp mm-hmm. and then they just go from there and mm-hmm. like hike and yeah it's trek. I, I've seen several documentaries over the last couple of years it's it's kind of gotten 
ridiculous with the way that they're catering to the people that come climb. And some people are going up there that should not be up there, but they're making it so easy for you that it's almost like, Oh, let's go to Disneyland. Uh, Oh, let's go to Mount Everest and climb. Um, it's not easy. Well, do you have to pay to climb? Yeah. You have to get a uh, I don't know how much, but I heard it's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. There's a lot of liability. And, uh, and the good thing is now they're starting this, uh, new guide to like be educated and learn English and you know when they fall sick just not like just not be there and not know English and don't know like what to do like what he's saying or what she's saying right so they're uh, uh, the English is kind of compulsory now to be a guide and they have also uh, they need to be licensed like back then they don't need to be licensed Uh, they Uh just like go and then um you know, oh, I know this place. Okay, here, I'll take you. Right. And then uh, that's how it used to be. But now it's, uh, they're educating people like English and like if there's emergency, like what do you need to do? Like CPR stuff. Right. Yep. How did you learn English? Because I went to India and then they will charge us uh, like one rupees if I, <laughs> like every time we speak uh, Tibetan is okay, but every time we speak uh, Nepali, they will charge us some money. And then we have what? either we we either it's a it's kind of fun fun thing. Okay. Like they're kind of encouraging. Like a swear jar. Right. Do you yes. know what that is? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They are kind of encouraging like kids to learn English. Like I don't want to lose my money. <laughs> no, right. I want to talk in English. Right. <laughs> Not lose my money. Yeah. And then um, when I went back to Nepal for my high school, um, it was an English medium, and then we just had like one Nepali uh, subject, or what do you call course, mm-hmm. and then. Um, majority of the books are in English and uh, when I came here I was very nervous my English was not even okay <laughs> like whatever I talk in Nepal I was like people won't understand here and when I went for my first job in one of the local restaurant uh, I was just there he asked me like okay um, let's uh, let's talk about your experience like well, how old were you when you started working in Nepal? And then I know the answers, like, it's like, I know like right. the good answers, but it just won't come out. And I was just, uh, yes. Um, and then I was just doing that for five minutes. And then he thought that I was like actually going to cry or something. <laughs> so and, yeah, you were much shyer. Yes. Yes. at the girl in the fig yes. than you are now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You have like totally yeah. blossomed. What was your first job? Um, I was. My first job was at Red Grape Pizza. Oh, okay, here in Sonoma. Yeah, in Mm -hmm. Sonoma. Yeah. And then you can also, though, don't you, do you fluently speak Indian? Yes, I do. And that's just because you went to... India, and then uh, I just grew up watching lots of Indian movies. Mm. Oh, I forgot. She's a big Bollywood fan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we have like a couple Indian um, co-worker at like Fairmont, Mm -hmm. and then like Every time they see me, like, Kalaji, <laughs> just talking. <laughs> yeah, so I know you, four languages. That's am- wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Do you feel very welcome here in Sonoma? Like, do you feel like Americans treat the Sherpas um, with respect? Yes, I I haven't got any bad experience yet, mm-hmm. but sometimes... Um, when people ask like, why is there so many Sherpas here? 
I don't know like how they are asking. Like, right. Are they curious or are they mad mm-hmm. or you know? Right. So, but I just like answered honestly. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it kind of feels more like a home back in Nepal. The weather, the environment, and well, and it's it's interesting to try and understand um, how people end up where they end up and. Um, you know, like-minded people end up together, you know, as clans or, you know, Mm -hmm. you move your village where you're going. And I always, I'm, I'm, I get curious to know why people end up where they end up. I think, um, so what this story is, uh, I heard from my father-in-law when he was here in uh, 1983, there was no Sherpa in Sonoma. Mm. There was one Sherpa in Berkeley, which is his restaurant. <laughs> one Sherpa in Berkeley. Yes. In Berkeley. It was like, like, you can actually count. Yeah. And then <laughs> he used to like drive from Lake Tahoe just to meet him and, you know, like, okay, I have a friend. <laughs> I can go to him. Right. And uh, later, I think um, like a uh, few people started moving here and they just like said, hey, this is a cool place. I think like, you know, you, you can work like it. it. Because a lot of people, lot of Sherpas they either runs business like restaurant in Nepal or they go and do like a trekking business like a guide and you know mm-hmm. like the mountaineering business and uh, I think also because like you know how Sonoma is so popular with restaurants business mm-hmm. that's I think uh, how they are like attracted right right yeah I'm so grateful yeah they're probably like, oh, there's a restaurant. That's that's what he did yeah. our whole life. Let's uh-huh. go. Right, right. Easy transition. And yeah. Do you? How long have you lived in Sonoma? Uh, it's almost been eight years. Eight years. Do yes. you feel like Sonoma has changed from when you first got here? Um. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, is I, it more expensive? Are there more people coming? Um. Are there more? The com- your community's gotten larger. Yes, it has. Um, uh, so, you know, like okay, let's just say, m- me and my husband got married. I came here. I brought my parents here. They were here for a while. That's how like it's connected. Like you bring people, like right, you know, and then you just tell like, when you have a kid, it's a nice place to raise a kid instead of like big cities and all those like big stuff. I just feel like uh, Sonoma is uh, more, um, what do you call, adventurous and more like uh, kid friendly. Yeah. Accepting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I had this conversation with my sister in New York. Um, She, we have a cousin. uh, She just had her boy go to like middle school. That's what they call right? Eight, Mm -hmm. eight, eight Mm -hmm. grade. And then he was actually doing like he was not even good at school like going to school like he would say okay i'll go to school and then he would not end up there right he would just go somewhere and hang out cutting yeah cutting Mm -hmm. class and then um just so like i don't know it's uh it's just a different lifestyle there and then she was like you know what i need to move to sonoma because yeah, <laughs> if they do something, I will know. Right, city is because big. Everybody will be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. And for me, yeah, I think it's, and I think I like Glen Ellen even better. Yeah, it's like a lot of huge dense forest, beautiful house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're getting into wine. Yep. 
Yep. Oh, you're learning about wine. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Going on the tours, learning about nice. wine. And yeah, I, I, I totally can see her in six months training as a server. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I was learning all this uh, wine stuff and how like a Cal- by California law, um, like 85% of the grape, um, like when you say Cabernet, like 85% has like, that varietal. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was just learning all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I can do it. I'll yeah, do it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, she takes it on her, she takes it on herself, which is what mm-hmm. you're looking for in, yeah, in exactly. people is not to have to train them where they're actually wanting to learn. That's how I started right. learning about wine. I had a friend. That's why that, I think like this nervousness and anxiety is good for me because mm-hmm. let's just say, um, if I was not able to talk today because of my nervousness, I would just go home and be like, oh my God, I need to like better myself or like just go talk. And then I have a moment back like four years back when I was just like standing in front of the mirror and talk English, like whatever comes in my mind, just talk. Like you don't have to be grammatically correct or something, just talk and be confident. And then thing, it just happened from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when someone like compliments, oh, your English is so good. It just like <laughs> motivates me. Well, good, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I just started doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 49 this year. I think I just started a couple of years ago doing, doing things that purposely scare you a little bit, you know, that, right. yeah. and because it, afterwards you're like, wow, that was really cool. Like I, I did that and I was so afraid of doing it. But then after I did, I said, what was I so afraid of? Yes. Well, you know, I've been doing a little bit of that too. And, um, yeah, I like bought tickets to something that I would, you know, I just would do a nudist camp. No, no, (laughs) that definitely was not the place I was. See, he always goes back to some sexual something. No, I bought tickets to a concert and I'm like, okay, I should really go. I'd be around a lot of people and it would be different. I wouldn't normally do this. I didn't go either day. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. I didn't even try and sell it because like I do it in advance. I go, okay, I can do this. I know I can do it. I know I can, I'm going to do it. And I know people don't think that I would probably be, you know, either intimidated to go do something, but I, I do, I get, I get <laughs> nervous too. Yeah. 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 It's really easy. And I just like, I get to that place. I'm like, Oh, I'll have options. And then the time comes and I'm like, oops, not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I yeah. love that movie. Yes, man. I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie where the, they, the guy is always saying no to things. And then they, they he joins a group where you have to say yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's what I do. I just say yes to things when people say, oh, we're going to do this in the future. And then I know I'm, I'm screwed. I'm locked in. There's right. nothing I can do. Right. I'm, I said I was going to do it. And so right. now I have to do it. Once, once I say yes, then it's like, I just kind of say, oh, right. I, I, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying yes to myself. Right. I'm not saying yes to anybody. Right. But Yeah. Well, we appreciate you saying yes today to come yes. in and talking with us. Very, I'm very much. Happy. I was yeah. like, I didn't <laughs> knew I had this, all this uh, confident in me. Oh, like, yeah. it just came out. I was like, yeah, it's easy. Okay. Well, <laughs> other people friend. see it. If yeah. you don't see it yourself, but yeah. maybe a couple more hours in front of the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and, you know, food yes. brings people together. Right. You know? yes. So, like, our talking about food mm. and curiosity, and yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it makes for really good conversation. It's, and it's the one of the things that I love about uh, 
uh, our staff at the restaurant is that no other staff that I see at the hotel is like us when we go on break. We push all the tables together outside on the mm-hmm. patio because we want to be right. with each other. It's like what it's time like does that family. Happen? It's uh, five I, five to five thirty come? generally. Of <laughs> We'd love it. Yeah. You know a lot of people there. <laughs> that might scare me. But um, do you ever bring food? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's nice. Well, like the other day, do you I ever I bring food? Ramen. No, but I'm going to start because now, you now I'm screwed to, because yeah. I said yes to being a vegan for a month. Well, you don't have to say yes. <laughs> I know you're right, but it's something that right. I think well, is a challenge to me. It, I so, think it's a challenge. Yeah. And so you're going to see I me now. Yes bringing too, food. But I already said, forget it. Okay. I, I always <laughs> wanted to know, like, what does, like, if you go vegan, like, how does it, like, is it better? How, how do you do that? Oh, no, do well, I don't think so. There's a number of reasons that people do oh, it. Why and do you do yeah, it? Yeah, one of them is uh, ethical eating, and it's because the, the way animal. you're talking about raising animals is very different than a lot of the animals get raised here in the United States, where you're talking about factory farming, uh-huh. where it's it's like a factory, but instead of making a car, you're like making meat. Or with the chickens. I mean, do you see that? I drive home sometimes behind those trucks that have the chickens in the little oh, uh, in the little horrible. wood um, yeah. um, boxes, and feathers are flying everywhere. And um, just when you hear the stories about the way that the animals get treated, it's not a it's not a natural life for them. It's a it's a life where they're created as a as a product for you to consume. Instead of being raised as and having like some sort of spirit or some sort of life as an animal on the planet roaming around eating and and even even if you're doing that let's say at home where you guys raised a yak and you killed it at least that's you're sort of honoring i think that animal and that's a part of the process whereas here it's you go to the store and you buy your meat and it's on the little white styrofoam Mm -hmm. tray you don't know the name of that animal you don't know um and you don't know where it came from you have no idea where it came from and and people more and more they want to know just like just like when you're going to be serving the cheese they're going to they want to know what's the name of the goat that yeah. that that came from there people are more curious about their food now and that's i think so ethical eating is one factor and then and then it is you know health benefits of eating just like you're saying you eat better than your husband because he'll eat the mcdonald's you're saying just eat fruit and vegetables that it's just a healthier lifestyle so i don't know that i can do it um till the end of uh, my life but I think for a month I think I mean I nice smoothie like a veggie smoothie smoothies and and I was raised on vegetables my mom you know we always ate raw jicama raw bell pepper I mean whatever it was we we were so I think I can survive for a month I don't know that I'm gonna be (laughs) I'm not gonna be satisfied sometimes drinking for a month I think and I'll do it again this year sober October I do sober Sober October October yeah sober October it's some other guys that's a terrible month to be sober during harvest well the 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 thing is though it's that a, a podcast that I listen to Joe Rogan and some of his friends they do it and so in a way you feel so a lot of people actually do it for that month and so you feel supported January well that's when everyone says they're gonna go sober because (laughs) after the holidays they make their you know oh I'm not gonna not gonna drink uh, ever again and then you know by January 12th they're they have a bottle of wine in front of them so dry February right (laughs) so we'll see we'll see we'll see and and maybe you can help me with some recipes that if you know things so I can't have cheese no I, I can have you I can, can have, have vegan, vegan cheese, which let's get a cheese. shout out to Miyoko. Yeah, um, great show. 
Um, I want to get a shout out as well to um, Todd Jolly at Sonoma's Best because he was nice enough to to give us a nice bottle of rosé to enjoy while we were yeah, doing the Bed show Rock, today. which we um, just Bed did Rock. their wedding last oh, week. Oh, Morgan got Morgan, married. Morgan's That's right. Wedding. Yeah, I, I, well, saw I didn't go that by, on but yeah, they. I think they were really happy. Uh, they looked happy in yeah. their pictures. Everyone yeah. looks happy on, yeah, wedding, on day. Their wedding day. <laughs> well, I got a picture of them um, at like one thirty in the morning eating when they finally got to eat. Yeah, which was a nice. Yeah. Do you guys do that for weddings? Do you do you make a plate for the bride and groom to eat later because they're always That's a talking? Good question. I think they had the fig rig that mm. night. Okay. Maybe or they had a late night snack menu. So I think they had. I don't know. Okay. I'd like to know, but I don't. That's Maybe one of those things. Maybe it's different for um, different people. Or with the wedding cake now, how people save right. the top save of the, the wedding yeah. cake, and then like in five years, they, they I guess yeah. they put it in the freezer. But right. I think, didn't Andrea say that, I, I know some people now, they say, well, in five years, call us. We'll make, we'll make you, you another you little cake. cake. Right. Don't eat the frozen <laughs> right. cake out of the freezer. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. a good idea. Um, well, do you want to say hi to anyone um, out there, uh, friends, family? Yes. Um, and you know what? Can you do it in, uh, in yeah, your language? Do it in four languages. Do yeah. it, start, do it in English. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'll start with English. Um, uh, I want to say uh, Vanessa, my friend from Sante, she's leaving soon. And yeah. I like we got a lot closer and I'm just sad that she's leaving, but I'm happy for her that she's, uh, she's gonna going be... to her boyfriend her boyfriend and, was uh, um was started his career got out of the marines and yeah. he's living in wisconsin so she'll be moving on she was on the winemakers podcast you can download those episodes at radiomisfits.com but she was on the last episode um with smith story wines which oh, was very nice uh, allison smith story which was very nice so i'm sorry go ahead so <laughs> i want to say her that i love you and farewell have fun have a good life keep in touch yeah. and uh and my daughter is too young to listen, but I just love her too much. <laughs> and what is her name? Pema. Pema. Okay. Yeah. And who named her? I did. Uh, oh, I love okay. it. I because love we it. don't have a monk here. <laughs> I could have dressed up as a monk. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Well, um, my uncle, my dad's uh, like the only brother. He's a monk in Nepal. And I asked him, like, I want to name, like, give my daughter name. Like, is Pema okay? And then he says, yeah, it's a beautiful name. And I will do the spiritual thing here. So you just <laughs> give her a name. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of disappointed because I was hoping when I said what's her name, she was going to be like, Cindy. <laughs> okay, no. okay, now say that message in Indian. Indian? Uh, to Vanessa? Yeah. Okay. All right. We won't know who you're talking <laughs> to. So. Okay. All right. Uh, don't say anything bad though. Okay. <laughs> she won't. <laughs> yes. Like that's the thing. Like every time um, I'm trying to learn English, like, you know, how Brian just went sexual or something earlier, <laughs> I would just go like, oh yeah, no English. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Vanessa Ji, Apka life achaho, me apkile prathana karti hu. That's in Hindi. And in Nepali, Vanessa, um, what was the fourth language? It's a Tibetan language, but 
I am not really confident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get letters. That yeah. wasn't an exit. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you sent me this morning, I've got some pictures of your village. Oh, and so fabulous. I'll post those That's on our great. Instagram account. Yeah. And then what I'll do is um, over the next uh, week or two, I'm going to be taking pictures of my food because I'll be posting them on our Instagram account. And okay. then anything you bring in, I will take pictures of as well. Um, or I can just take a picture and send it to you. And oh, good idea. Oh, okay. Well, she I was kind of wants to taste it. I was kind of like, yeah, make some extra. <laughs> I, I was like, listen, okay, a few right. weeks ago we had a cake. I was like expecting something to eat right now. <laughs> I know. We it, should make that a requirement. We've been spoiled. We had we the, spoiled. Michelle Heston brought in the beautiful cake, cake and, and then, then we had we all had that, cheese. that huge cheese board. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't bring us anything? No. I can I can bring you a vegan smoothie next week. Oh, there you go. Vegan See? smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I usually put uh, yogurt and like milk stuff in there. No but yogurt. Yep. I'm gonna no. eat almond no milk. No hemp milk. Almond milk you can have. Almond milk, soy milk is all fine. Hemp uh, would coconut be fine. Coconut milk. But yeah, coconut's okay. fine. But yeah, no, uh, nothing that comes from an no animal. Dairy. No honey. Even this morning, I put sugar in my oh. coffee because yeah. I'm not allowed to have honey. Hmm. It's going to be fun. Hmm. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I just used uh, <laughs> cashew, flaxseed, hemp milk, right, and right. Uh, almonds, walnuts, and greens, like apple, banana. Oh, right. sounds good. And spinach or kale. Ginger. Whatever you prefer, yeah. Beautiful. Um, so will you, um, in whatever language you want, tell people that um, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week? Okay. Uh I think I can try Sherpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kerang, so um, the podcast. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. <laughs> the bike goes on. <laughs> oh, the bike goes on. Yeah. <laughs> what does that sound like? <laughs> right. Um, sorry, I totally forgot it. Uh, can I say in Nepali? Yeah. Of course. Okay, all right. Um, Dashi dale, your podcast niran bago sa paisana mitra arulai mo. Beautiful. Namaste. And you can download us at thebikegoeson.com. You can also go to Radio Misfits and download our episodes. Um, Chiring, thank you so much for joining us today. So fun. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra, thank you. Next week, uh, we give a little teaser for uh, next show or no? I think we did on the last show. Yeah, I think you did. Let's just say we're going to talk to someone from a restaurant that is has every award possible in the shortest amount of time. I think they even make, like if they need a spatula, they don't go buy one. They no, make it. They make it. So out of 17th century wood. Right. That they found, that they, that <laughs> that they, they refound, found. salvaged from a right. beach in Bali right. or something. Exactly. So look Very forward exciting. to that. Yeah. Sandra, thank yeah. you. I'll look forward All to, right, uh, and leave us a five-star review. You know, um, that's one of the ways that we sort of move up on the, um, on the list for, you know, when you're searching for us is, um, so just, if you don't mind, please just take a couple minutes and, and leave us a nice review. And, um, if you have any suggestions, you can always hit us up on Instagram or, um, go to the bike goes on. There's ways for you to get a hold of us there. And we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Mm-hmm.